0: Welcome to Sip Sip Hooray, I'm Mary Orlin. And I'm
1: Mary Babbitt. We're so glad you joined us today on Sip Sip Hooray because we are going to continue our coronavirus conversations we're finding out how wineries are coping with the pandemic the creative ways they're reaching out to their wine club members and customers and also today we're going to look at specifically what reopening might look like for them and bearing in mind that in california each county has its own set of regulations about how businesses can reopen and when they can do so so um, the challenges are real for wineries And this has been, uh, the impact of the coronavirus on the wine world has been enormous. So we want to talk to our guests today about that and, and the ways they're trying to figure it all
0: out. So today we'd love to welcome our guests. Joining us is Maggie Curry. She is with Kendall Jackson and the Jackson Family Wines in Sonoma County. We have Dan Lochteff from Wright Station Vineyards and Winery in the Santa Cruz Mountains and Stephen Miraso of Stephen Kent Winery in the Livermore Valley. Welcome to all.
1: We're nice really glad you guys are nice here. here. We're doing this podcast via Zoom. I know you guys have probably spent a lot of time on Zoom for the last few months. So bear with us. If the audio isn't perfect, it's because this is a Zoom recording, but it is a great way to be able to connect with people. And I'm sure you've all been connecting with customers that way as well. But before we get into that, how about you tell me uh, the last three months, what has it been like and what has been the impact of COVID-19 on your um, on your wineries and livelihood?
0: And, um. As you do as you do that, if you could also just let our listeners know where your winery is located um, and a little bit of background on each of you and the wineries. Yeah, Maggie, why don't we start with you?
2: Hi, hi, Uh, great to be here. Um, So I'm with Kendall Jackson Winery. We're located in Fulton, uh, right, larger city of Santa Rosa, California, uh, right in Sonoma County. Um, Probably among this panel, we're one of the larger wineries, probably in this discussion. So. Um, For us, I think everybody went through that immediate kind of shock uh, as we closed down. Um, And, you know, as a community, we had to really just absorb what was happening. Um, And for us, almost immediately, it really became a channel story. So figuring out, you know, how are we going to get our wine to people? Um, And it it was a story of the channels adjusting. So obviously, direct-to-consumer physically shut down in the tasting rooms but we saw a rapid growth online with people wanting to ship wine to their houses across the US. So um, there was that and then, then, you know, we have a large amount of business in restaurants, cruise, airlines, that all came to a halt. Um, And then, and at the same time, you saw this rise in grocery store purchases. So um, what I would say is, here at Jackson Family and with Kendall Jackson, we, we just tried to put our best entrepreneurial hats on, try to stay positive, try to look at it as less half-full cool where we could, um, and sort of get our you know turn on a dime really and adjust the way we go to market. Um, uh, from a community perspective, you know we are a big uh, a big employer in Sonoma County, so it was keeping our ear to the ground of you know, how you know how do we rally with the community and. Um, work with the Sonoma County Vintners and um, really do our best as a team to you know advocate for what we wanted and how we would move forward with COVID but it's been a it's been wild Um, and I would say if I'm looking at it glass half full you know we'll probably go into solutions and how we've adjusted but um, though it was a rapid adaptation of you know finding new channels and, and finding new ways to talk to our consumers
0: I think we'll come out of this stronger in a way so trying to look at it on the
3: positive side yeah great right. and dan what about you at wright station yeah so i'm i'm dan uh, i'm the owner uh winemaker at wright station winery we're we're much 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 smaller than uh, jackson family wines we we do about two thousand uh, cases a year and so as a small winery um we're impacted huge by this uh most of our sales are coming directly Zero. So uh, without uh, zero going from that to being uh, the majority of our business to zero of our business. Obviously, that's a, a huge, huge impact for us. Um, but, um, you know, things have been things have been uh, surprisingly uh, going well. I've been very busy. Obviously, the vineyards don't stop. The winemaking doesn't stop. Um, I'm doing I'm pretty much the only only one in the cellar. So I, I'm busy there. Um, and um, uh, and I become now shipping boy uh, as well, so uh, previously we uh you know our we have our online uh, presence is was very minor we didn't do a lot of sales online um, and we've been able to you know really really move a, quite a bit of wine that way um, you know discounted you know discounts on shipping discounts on on the wine itself um, but that's been really positive, and I think the, the cool thing about this, and it, the only cool thing maybe, is that just the positivity that most of our customers have. I mean, we've been uh, doing shipping, but also we've done a, a few uh, curbside pickups. Um, and just, you know, the people driving through, and they're so excited to hopefully, you know, when can we come back? And, you know, uh, it's so that's that's been really kind of uplifting um, just to see that um, we have a customer base that really does um, you know really wants to comment and and experience uh, what we do at Wright Station again so so that's been that's been good um, so I guess I guess that's that's kind of the gist of it I mean it's it's definitely as uh, Maggie said it's a complete shift in channel <laughs> um, we are also uh, not really in any we're in, well shouldn't say any burden We're word very few retail as well so we didn't get a bump up in retail either uh, most of our outside sales are restaurants and wine bars and obviously that's uh, I'm not seeing a lot of reorders there at the moment so um, but um, I think as Maggie said I think we, we come out of this with um, some areas where we'll be stronger um, going forward because of going through this and uh, so you know we got to look on the bright side and, and things are things are happening things are happening so yeah.
1: Good. Yes, what that's... else can you do but look on that bright side, right? <laughs> Thanks. To exactly. You. How about you, Stephen Mirceau from Stephen Kent Winery in the Livermore Valley? Um, what's it like for you guys? How has it been out there?
4: Well, thank you first for, for inviting me, and I'm, I'm looking forward to talking and learning from, from our fellow wine regions and wineries. Uh, this is this is absolutely a strange time, It I kind of liken this to sort of waking up from some natural disaster. When we were sort of forced to close on March 18th uh, we're, you know, we're open most days of the week. So traffic um, immediately stops, obviously. And we're, we're a direct to consumer collection of brands, lineage wine company, Stephen Kent, Winery, me and Nipote wines. Most of our business is done relatively locally. And and a lot of our business is done direct to consumer face to face every week, uh, every monthly club release, that sort of thing. So not being able to, hug our club members who have become our friends, not being able to, to go into our favorite local restaurants who, who are customers, but more importantly, who are friends. We've developed friendships and, and, and sort of we're, we're, we're all on the same side of the barricade fighting, you know, fighting the good fight. So what happens to our restaurant community, uh, it impacts obviously our wine community and vice versa. What ha- what impacts us impacts our our friends who are our customers as well and it's been difficult it's been a it's been a a huge dislocation time wise for me personally i I don't know what day it is all the time the rhythms sort sort of the natural business rhythms that you get used to are totally gone at this point in time and no matter how much you try to conduct your zoom uh, meetings with people that you need to talk with it's not the same thing as coming. You know, coming to the winery first thing in the morning and that kind of thing. I, uh, as Dan was saying, you know, the 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 natural rhythms of our business. The vineyard growth continues unabated. You know, nature nature has a great way of sort of uh, covering the scars over time. And we've, you know, we've gotten through bloom. We're, we're doing our first shoot thinning. Now we're, we're blending in the winery as well. So we're, we're, we're getting wines from the 18 vintage blended. We're getting wines from the 17 and 18 vintage bottled. We're trying to um, continue to release wines on a regular basis to our club members. And uh, you know, one, one of the interesting, if there's a silver lining to this whole thing um, is, We've, we've created deeper connections with people, club members specifically, who are on the East Coast or who are from our area. People we'd only hear from really if there were a problem, club members. This has given us an opportunity to do a lot of Zoom tastings and a lot of communication that we didn't do before. Shame on us. Uh, to connect with people who don't get a chance to be in Livermore frequently. So that, that part of connecting to a larger audience who's all, you know, who are already fans of ours has been a wonderful thing. And just being, you know, just uh, I think we've deepened our relationships with the people in our community as well the, uh, from the business standpoint. Uh, certainly community, uh, local, and then larger concentric rings as we go out to areas that, that we, we sell wine wholesale in the sense that we're all in this together. You know, the whole world is in this together from a general standpoint, obviously, but from a business standpoint, we're we're. It's easy to recognize and commiserate uh, with our with our you know the 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 industry that we're a larger or a small part of uh, the hospitality business. So it's been interesting from that perspective to to be able to get through this with a group of people that we respect and and work with frequently. So it's it, it's not all terrible news. Just mostly, mostly uh, bad news. Let's say
0: mostly bad. (laughs) Mostly bad. (laughs) Misery loves company. But you know, I do love that all three of you said there's there's kind of a silver lining to all this. And Dan, I want to ask you, um, and we'll have all of you answer this, but we'll go to Dan first. Um, What have you been doing to stay engaged with your customers, with your wine club? Um, What things have you are you doing that you weren't doing before?
3: Well, I'm actually. There's a wine club uh, running in the background right now. I'm charging people as this Zoom call goes, so that's uh, kind of cool. Um, so um, we haven't done any uh, uh, any Zooms or anything like that. I've watched a couple of them from some, some other wineries and things. Um, but what we've done is, uh, I guess, as uh, the main main interaction we've had is doing the curbside pickups. Um, and as I said, that's actually been really fun in a way. Uh, we have a few employees. We're enjoying uh, the time uh, that we get to spend together since we we're not we're not together uh, too much anymore. <laughs> um, and and then yeah, I'm enjoying the the, the folks that come up. Um, you know, they don't stay long, obviously, which is uh, normally we have trouble kicking people out of our place. Um, <laughs> but um, this is a little bit opposite. Yeah um
0: dan can you um tell Stephen and maggie about Wright station about your setup because it is a special place yeah
3: so we have uh we're we're in los gatos up in the santa cruz mountains and um so we have a beautiful old uh house a farmhouse that's uh, restored now Uh, that's our tasting room and then outside we have a patio deck um so it's uh, our, our our typical business is uh, usually walk-ins. Uh, we don't we hadn't been doing reservations. That's going to change, um, but um, we did do reservations, I should say. But that was a minor minor portion of our business. Um, and people, uh, you know, could bring up their own food, enjoy their uh, you know uh, uh, tasting, by the glass, by the bottle, doing all those things. And so it's a, just a really beautiful environment to just sort of t- to be in. Uh, overlooks the vineyard, pretty spot. Um, so that's kind of taken away, but um, but like I said, uh, the interaction when we do get to see our customers, that's been really fun. Um, and then you know, it, same thing, just getting uh, even with with a lot of the online orders. Kind of what what Stephen was saying a little bit. You know, we'll get an order from somebody from Washington. I mean, that's that's great. We we occasionally would get those, but it would just get processed, and no one would really care. Now it's almost like there's a interaction. They'll even email us saying, you know, how, you know, how, you know, sort of they wanna support us and all that. So that's just been fun to interact with the customers that way. Um, um, we, uh, I'll save this uh, for the future, but for our wine club, normally we would have already done this a few weeks back for our spring wine club release. I kind of pushed it out hoping to be open and actually do more you know kind of kind of almost do a reopening with our wine club a little bit it looks like we are going to do something uh, like that but i'll talk about that in a minute but um so that'll be our next our next experience probably to sort of see um see how how we will interact with people going forward
0: terrific and uh, maggie um tell us about kendall jackson what all everyone there has been doing and um any of the other wineries if it's appropriate.
2: Yeah. You know, I I always go back to in in person is the way we should all enjoy food and wine, so obviously that's the best, but I I would say the wine industry gotten a little bit of a bad rap when it comes to not keeping up with technology. You know, I think we're a little slow to adapt. Um so with COVID, I think there was like this rapid learning curve. Um and, and this is where my glass half full comes out is um we implemented um, at-home virtual tastings with our winemaker, Randy Olam. Um, we actually um, have been leveraging our culinary team who's been doing, uh, now it's every Wednesday, they do a, a Zoom cooking class for mm. our for wine club. Um, we also offer it out to our full email list and um, have been promoting it a little bit on our social channels. But pretty cool to be able to do a one-hour class and get some cooking tips and see them yeah. at, in their homes. But sometimes they're in their home sometimes they're at the winery um so yeah uh and then also just with our wine club we um did a virtual zoom uh class with our master sommelier larry o'brien um and it's funny like i wonder why we didn't do that before you know it kind of makes you think what were we doing? But, you know, I don't, Zoom wasn't on the top of everybody's mm-hmm. tongue like it is now. and Like it's a verb
1: now. We're all using it. We're Zooming. <laughs> yeah. You're right. None of us thought of that stuff before.
2: Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting with these interactive Zooms, um, you're getting a glimpse of people's kitchens across the U.S. that some, most of them are our Wine Club members. And so, you know, Tom and Kathy in Wisconsin are, you know, showing us their... Um, their gnocchi and asking the chef you know any cooking tips um and for me wines has had this interesting moment with covid because think about you know things are opening up now slowly baby steps in each state but during those first couple months um with restaurants closed you know we were seeing families and anybody you live with having this gorgeous you know opportunity to just sit in their house and have a dinner at their dinner table every evening Um, And I think wine had a a big role in that. You'll see that in the grocery sales list when you look at the statistics. But for me, wine had a bit of um, a moment uh, with America dealing with COVID and, and connecting with people in their house like they hadn't in a long time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. I actually saw a few of Randy's tastings um, on your Instagram channel. And um, I really liked the one where he was doing a blending session with two other two of the other winemakers. That was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and Stephen, yeah. and, and you've been very active on social media as well. I've seen a bunch of your Instagram videos. So tell us some about that and what else you're doing.
4: Well, you know, it's I just I kind of want to uh, brief comment on one of the things that Maggie said. You know, What's interesting about about this sort of use of new technology in our business. And you know this industry is eight thousand plus years old, so technological change isn't isn't necessarily <laughs> hugely important to how we get our product made and sold. But I, you know, the we we've done we've done um, you know kind of virtual wine and food pairings with local restaurants. So we would offer a wine to go along with a uh, you know a meal that our local friends here in Livermore and Pleasanton would sell to the folks who wanted to participate. Then we would do a Zoom tasting, sort of talking. About about the food and wine pairings but talking more about the hospitality business and and sort of what it means to devote your life to taking care of people which really is kind of a simple way of talking about what our hospitality mission is our vehicle happens to be wine and in in and other vehicles are food and the like but but I, I think overall we're in the business of taking care of people so that's been That's been a challenge, obviously, uh, when we're we're doing it virtually. But in other ways, because of these connections with people at a certain time of day, like with food, doing these Zoom tastes, we have 50 people on our Zoom call and all are eating the meal and having the wine that we've kind of put together. That's not the kind of intimate experience we normally get to participate in. We can we do it by you know virtue by virtue of our product if we're lucky, uh, but it's not the same thing as being connected to people while they're eating. You know, it's one of the most intimate acts we have, right, to feed and and to to give drink to people. So that's been a very interesting. Um, kind of a trade-off or, or discovery that we've been able to, to find over the course of this, this period. But we've done, we've done those interactive dinners, we've done um, horizontal tastings of, of our single vineyard Cabernets, we've done some blind tastings with club members, we've got trivia nights, nice. we've done uh, you know, cooking, and uh, we, we connected with a, a chef and a DJ in Southern California. So I was in my kitchen making something, whatever it was, with the other chef and and we we're drinking wine. DJ was playing music. with connecting with an audience a little bit further away from our base. Um, and, and, you know, there it's it, that again, that kind of strange sort of fu- this discovery of ways to connect with people uh, and times to connect with people and experiences to th- connect with our folks. Have, has been a very gratifying discovery, I think, during this period of time. And it's certainly something we'll be looking to, to continue to do uh, even when we can see people face to face.
1: Absolutely. You know, I saw a Wine Institute report uh, May 27th that said that the nation's $30 billion wine industry stands to lose nearly $6 billion this year, with smaller wineries getting hit the hardest. Sorry to tell you that, Dan. But um, it's, it's probably not new to, news to you, but uh, that revenues could be down as much as 50% for smaller wineries and probably a lot of the bigger ones too so I know that reopening is critical to all of you Um, and as you look to reopen as you head into the summer months which are normally a really big time for visitors and uh, tourism um, what are the things that you're trying to figure out I know that in California right now, I believe the regulations are that if a winery is open, it's only if they're serving food, if you serve food. And I know that not a lot of wineries have a kitchen. So I feel like that leaves a lot of people out of the game. So I'm curious if we could just go around the panel and and if you could let us know, what's it starting to look like? What are you hearing? Like when might you be open? And when you're open, what does that look like? Is it tasting or is it um, is there some ways that you're looking to reopen and, uh, and then as you look to the future, what does that look like? So I know that's kind of a big one, so maybe you can chunk it up, but, um, uh, Maggie, let's start with you, um, uh, because you guys do have food, right?
2: Yeah. Um, we were on the lucky side of the first goes because Kendall Jackson does have a commercial kitchen and a food and wine program. Also uh, quite a larger outdoor patio space, um, and a garden to walk and all that, um, so we opened on Sunday, May 24th. We weren't really sure how it was gonna go. Um, but to our surprise, we've been, we've been trying to target about 50 reservations per day where possible. Um, and we've been seeing that book up. And the interesting fact is, from what I'm hearing from our tasting room staff there is that 50% seem to be new to Kendall Jackson. Oh, so there's like a little nugget that's interesting is um, I think a little bit of the first mover advantage and and most are, a lot of them are coming from the Bay Area actually. So I know I have two kids and so I, during this, I've gone for drives just to like listen to music and go for a drive. And um, so I can imagine, you know, putting on some good tunes and driving up to wine country isn't too bad if you get there and you have a, we have a four course food and wine pairing Um, and also can offer like a robust like cheese and charcuterie board with a flight. Um, Is it masks on and is it how many
1: people and how spaced out? What are the tools you've been
2: given? Yeah, so we are keeping, um, I think the rule is six feet um, distance, but we have more than 10 feet um, distance between our tables. Our staff has gloves and masks. Um, We have somebody fully working to sanitize um, during the shift. Um, and, uh, we're keeping the reservations to four people and people, um, and yeah, um, it's, you know, it's been an adjustment, um, but everybody seems to just be cheerful that things seem to be moving forward. Um, the reception from people has just been very positive, I think. Um, and, and we're excited to open our doors. I mean, the best part of in wine and, and wine is experience face to face, like I said, so, Um, for us, it's just been trying to focus on safety first, but also get, get back to what we're, what we're good at, you know, and what we enjoy.
0: So are you having to space out reservation times, um, or how many people can be on your property at one time?
2: Yeah. So that's all being managed by people that are taking the reservations. It's through KJ.com or calling us or open table but they're staggering the cadence of the reservations. And again, keeping it under 50 people per day.
0: And um, can people, like I've been to KJ several times, you have beautiful gardens there. And one nice thing was you could take some wine and walk around in the gardens. Can people do that now?
2: Yeah, yeah. So with the mask roll, so at your table, you can take your mask off and then um, you can walk our property. And as long as you're keeping your social distance, um, you know, it's really up to their personal preference, but, um, yeah, I think people are just excited to get outside and enjoy wine
0: and talk about wine again, and, um, yeah. And before this, were were did you have drop-in of visitors? Um, Was that something you did, and you can't do that now, I guess?
2: Yeah, so we're reservation only at the time, but prior, we were open to the public,
0: so.
1: How about you, Steve? What's it looking like in the Livermore Valley? Are things reopening there? And
4: what are they telling you about what it will look like? Well, yeah, we, we unfortunately are not able to open yet. Alameda County is still shut down. And the, the the before this latest communication, I think we're supposed to get some more information tomorrow. May 31st was going to be the last day of shelter in place, but then, then it, the health Department in Alameda County said, you know, we, we, the, our cases are on the rise, unfortunately, in in Alameda County. So indefinitely closed. We don't know what that means. We're anticipating indefinitely is a very ugly word. Yes. Uh, um, so we're in, we're we are anticipating being able to open hopefully sometime in June. Uh, if not, then we'll open when we open. Part part of what we're intent upon doing though is when when we are open, that we. Are able to recreate as closely as possible, with all of the safety um, uh, protocol in place, uh, that 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 family atmosphere that we've been trying to to create for the last 24 years at our place. And it's difficult when you're masked. It's difficult when you're you're six feet apart from people. But it's important for for us. For our team, who's who, you know, whose careers are hospitality-related careers, we're we're we've been rehearsing for the last ninety days. We're anxious to get back out there and start doing, you know, what we do well, kind of what Maggie was saying. Uh, so we're we're very excited. At the same time, our top my top priority as a CEO and owner of the company is to make sure that our people are safe. Uh, we have we have a lot of part-time wine pourers on our team. It tends to be a retired older audience. So we want to make sure that our people are safe first before we contemplate opening. And then we want to make sure we create the right environment, social distancing, sanitation protocols, figuring out actually how we're going to get wine into people's glasses, you know, with social distancing and the like. So there are there are you wouldn't think of it, but there are certain and I'm I'm curious to talk to Maggie at some point about how they're doing it, but it it isn't it isn't intuitive necessarily to figure out how do you get a you know glasses from a table. To a place where you can pour safely or how do you pour safely with glasses on a table so they're just simple kinds of things you would, it wouldn't take a second thought if we were in 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 you know in normal conditions uh but those are the kinds of things that we're, we're, we're running through uh practicing talking to our team uh and and we're excited to um uh to to you know have 30 30 people maximum on our outdoor patio at any given time you know uh, reservation. I'm sorry. So, well, excuse me for interrupting you, but will you have the food restriction where you're only able to open if you have food? So, uh, you know, the, the food restriction doesn't make any sense to me, first and foremost. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. if more touches mean more potential, you know, vectors for, for communicating stuff. Yeah. Uh, that being said, um, I think that if you have food trucks if you have prepared picnic kind of stuff that would count as offering food. So we don't have to have a restaurant, I don't believe. We're still working through some of these protocols. It took a long time to get any kind of information at all. Wine Institute and through the various county, uh, you know, county and city uh, regulations. So, this is it's a work in progress. Still, uh, we have an idea about how we want to, you know, situate folks on the patio, timing of reservations. One interesting thing: we were moving toward a reservation only kind of um, style anyway. Mm-hmm. We opened a very small, intimate tasting salon for the Lineage Wine Company brand uh and there were eight seats maximum eight people maximum we're, we we want to head toward reservation only because it, it i think is more in keeping with our high touch hospitality desires we want to make sure that we can communicate properly with a limited number of people at any given time so that we can convey to them you know more than just the you know the ph and ta and alcohol of the wines uh you know, we, again, we want to convey that sense of family and, and hospitality. So, from that standpoint, this actually maybe helps hasten that that goal of 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 being reservation-only. In Livermore, generally speaking, we're all very excited about having folks at, you know, at our wineries. Everything will be outside, I, I assume, for the first part of, of this um, reopening. And um, the weather happens to be coinciding nicely if we can get the, if we're, if we're open in the next Absolutely. 60
1: Absolutely. And how about you at Wright Station? I know yeah. Santa Cruz County is open, but you're in yeah, Santa so, County, right? Right, so Santa Cruz County opened uh, last
3: weekend, I believe um i was told that no wineries uh to to my knowledge no wineries were open last weekend Um, i i have heard that several are planning to be open uh this weekend um so we'll see how that goes in santa cruz um for santa clara county it was sort of a surprise i was kind of working under the impression that we were going to be one of the later uh counties to open Um, but surprisingly actually tomorrow Um, we would be allowed to open with the restrictions of of course social distancing and and everything along that and the food requirement Um, we do not have a commercial kitchen Um, we won't be uh, so we can't prepare food ourselves Um, but we could contract with a caterer food truck etc to do that there seems to be a lot of um, sort of vagueness on what is what's a meal uh, i mean i mean our our wine growers association the santa cruz wine growers association has putting out communications to us to make it seem like we would need to uh, prepackaged sort of uh, picnics and things would not qualify it has to be sort of uh, prepared food on your site um, and something like a cheese board or charcuterie would not qualify but Um, I've looked at some of the offerings that uh, people in Sonoma County have been doing and I've seen cheese boards and things like that so I think in all honesty there's no way to police this so it's sort of the Wild West a little bit in terms of what you want to do I think most importantly though all wineries are very much on board with the most important thing which is doing this safely um, Mm -hmm. that we're not going to put our employees as Steven said we have uh, several you know. Uh, folks pushing 80 uh, years old as our staff uh, for some of our, our we call them mm. uh, wine wine tenders um, and um, so you know that's the, we got to think of those people first um, and then our customers too we, we don't we obviously can't be trans transmitting any of this stuff so we've actually already uh, spaced our patio um, it's kind of an interesting experience learning that we could actually have a lot more tables if we wanted to. We even can put in more, even even as spaced out as we made them, and they're they're way more than six feet. We're like we're at least ten feet apart. Um, we could actually still fit a few more, um, and we have you know if, if in fact we need we need the space, um, we we can do that. Um, we're not really rushing to reopen though. We're not going to be open this weekend, um, um, but we are doing a wine club release. So we're doing a drive-through pickup uh, this weekend for our wine club release. Uh, Most of my members are are pickup. Uh, Our our winery is very local. Um, So uh, that should be fun. Um, At the same time, um, we have arranged for a caterer to come up next Saturday um, and sort of do a little bit of a trial run um, with our wine, with a wine club. Members only are, it's only 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 known essentially invite only to wine club members um, I'm not set up for res I'm, I'm looking at running through talk uh, for reservations going forward because it looks like that's gonna be a requirement and as, as Steven also said we've been doing reservations and kind of wanting to sort of move in this direction a little bit anyway so uh, this this is um, yeah it's gonna hasten that and and I think that that is one of the things that's going to come out better uh, in the end. Um, but I'm not ready. I don't have my talk account up yet. So I created this all through Eventbrite. Um, and I was actually surprised Eventbrite looks like they've gotten pretty flexible and sort of setting this up as sort of a restaurant. Um, however, the first like 10 people that signed up, cause I had said, you select, you, you book a table and then you must purchase, uh, these sandwiches grilled cheese sandwiches. We have uh, three kind of gourmet grilled cheese sandwiches planned. Mm. And you must purchase a sandwich for each person in your party. Maximum of six people. Um, and we're planning on doing two seatings. Uh, we have 17 tables. So um, up to six people, I would imagine it's going to be more or foursomes, which is fine. That will just be more spread out. And I don't know whether we'll book it all. But I think so far out of the first like 10 reservations I got, only like two or three did it correctly. Uh, <laughs> So obviously, <laughs> right? Uh, the, I thought it was clear, but I created it. So mm-hmm. um, well, I think it makes me feel better about spending two hundred dollars a month to get my talk up and going because there, there, mm-hmm. there s- is pretty elegant and works pretty well. From because uh, I've used it for restaurant reservations before, and I think going through it and walking through it um, with the demos and things, it's it, it should be good. Um, so we'll see how this goes. Um, we are thinking longer term, um, kind of it's going to operate more like a, a restaurant, right so it's going to be uh, reservations we're probably not going to do tastings. We'll probably offer a flight by the glass by the bottle and if the food requ- and even it, and hopefully the food requirement would go away, um, people seemed pretty confident. Uh, some of our growers associations seemed pretty confident that that would get eliminated soon, um, but I, I I don't know mm-hmm. um, so our intention is sort of to to bring a flight to the customer like um, I, I did woodworking uh, so that's that's a new thing for me I I took some barrel stays and made little uh, sort of serving uh, trays so we oh, could cool. we could carry four glasses out and set them set them down I am curious also to hear how Maggie how you are serving people like do you need to be are you are you approaching tables are you setting glasses down six feet away from people and then there get up and grab them because that's sort of the things that we don't we don't know we don't really know what's a requirement we don't we want to be safe but we want to get you know deliver the wine to you with as few sort of touch points as possible.
0: Maggie
2: go ahead and jump in. Yeah so we've been following closely the wine institute guidelines and then um you know, working with the vintners, and just for, the most important thing I think is like, for Sonoma County specifically, getting everybody on the same page so that when you, if you were to go wine tasting to a couple spots, you would expect the same protocols. Um, we, we have the glasses set out. So trying to minimize that interaction between our employees and the consumer um, as much as possible. And um, so our employees wear their masks and have gloves on. Um, when, you, when the consumers um, come and sit they can take their their mask off obviously obviously the taste and enjoy the food. Um, I think one of the main differences that you're seeing is you can't refill a glass so if somebody wants more of something you actually have to bring them a new glass and then pour it so I think my uh, biggest recommendation is familiar familiarize yourself with the guidelines and then probably talk with some of your partner wineries in the area and, and just talk through like Best procedures and, and share best practices because I think we're all adjusting.
0: Sure, absolutely. And I'm wondering um, for the for your wineries um, with the limited capacity to have guests on property, is it going to be like the restaurant industry where they're limited to either 25 or 50 percent, and they feel that at that Limited capacity, they're not going to make a profit. Um, is that a concern you all have with um, the restrictions on what you'll be able to do when you reopen?
4: Well, you know, I I think that that profit profitability is um, a unicorn at this point in time. I think we're, we're you know for businesses of my size, it's a cash flow situation. Let's just make sure we're in business next month and the month following and, and, and can, you know, build back our business. We don't do a lot of wholesale sales, although we do a significant amount of wine for the Ritz-Carlton Hotel Company uh, nationwide and they've been completely shut down and nobody knows when the luxury hotel business is going back online. So, you know, that's that's a big chunk of business, and I'm counting as zero for this calendar year, which is which is a challenge. Um, you know, from our, our direct to consumer business has been very strong. Our club members are, uh, the absolute backbone of who we are as a, as a, as a wine brand and as a hospitality company, uh, and, and they are our greatest supporters. So they're, they're their continued enthusiasm for what we're doing has been has been uh incredibly heartening to us uh at the lineage collection and uh we 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 make sure that we communicate that all the time because it's it's true it's it, it, it's um it's an intimate and fun way of of doing business it's challenging obviously hospitality business is difficult but we're we're in the mode now we're, we're I think that that specifically to answer your question Mary uh, we're looking we were looking to kind of downsize the number of people we would be talking with at any given time anyway and so we're we're fashioning our wine experiences and and expanding our wine experiences we're we're doing a, a uh, we're sending out tasting kits for blending to to 50 of our wine club members as we speak so we'll be doing those kinds of experiences on an ongoing basis and and the 30 or so people who might be on our patio as a max capacity for the time being we'll you know we'll have four or five different seatings over the course of five hours but um i've always believed it's the it's the quality of the business and not necessarily the quantity of the people that you're having on your patio that that makes the difference in and who you are as a brand again from a mission standpoint and and what you are from a financial standpoint as well so i'm less concerned about that than i am just about the continued uncertainty and the lack of the, the unemployment numbers And you know, luxury wine is the first, one of the first things to go out the window when when the economy gets bad. So that that's what really scares me in in, in thinking about what might be down the road, sixty to ninety days. We've gotten a great great hit now. People wanted to help out our industry. People love good wine, and they wanted to make sure they they could get the they they could have the wine they wanted at any given moment in time. But sellers get full, and even though we're trying mightily to drink every last drop of wine. (laughs) <laughs> I know. Time where your liver just says, "Let's slow down." Yeah. So, um We're 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 curious. Uh, uh, cautiously optimistic. Sure.
3: I would just say one thing right now is, which is kind of. um Makes it imperative that we get open with, with respect to profitability very soon. Is that now is the time we can use outdoor seating? That's where the majority of our customers are anyway, even even in the past. And so, like I said, we can we can be at almost our capacity really um, outside. Um, come come winter though, it's going to be a major challenge if yeah. we are not allowed to um, have you know, it, it, I, I, don't, I don't know, it, I, I think it becomes not profitable, I would just say, in the wintertime, um, because uh, we just don't have the indoor space, and whether it would even be allowed, I don't know, um, since um, we may point. be, uh,
0: that is, and you know, during the winter, you have Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, um, Valentine's Day, which, you know, those are the rainy months, um, yeah, have you all, well,
3: got to start thinking about, about, that, about that, <laughs>
1: No. Right. Well, we're almost out of time, but I wanted to see if any of you had any parting uh, words for your customers or maybe the state health department. <laughs> yeah, I like your point. It let us open this summer while the weather is good because, um, you know, you can be outdoors where which certainly feels um, less Threatening in terms of virus spreading, right? But um, yeah, if there's anything you guys want to share with your customers or with the with the public now, um, go for it, and, and then we'll wrap up after
4: that. Yeah, well, I, I would just love to communicate the idea that that this is the hospitality business, wine business, food business are resilient industries. We've gone through a lot of problems and challenges over the course of time. I think that, from my perspective. The restaurant is is my church, and it's a center of culture for for many millions of people around the world. The fact that we're not able to connect yet with with restaurant goers and and wine wine tasting room goers the way we normally uh, do is is emotionally challenging for us because that's what we love to do. I would just I would just. tell tell wine lovers and wine consumers that we're 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 waiting and we we can't wait to have you come back to the wine tasting rooms when when you feel comfortable we're here to make sure that your experience is as intimate and great as we can make it and as safe as we can make it i i you know wine is about sharing wine is about connections and there's a lot of broken connections and a lot of lack of sharing at this moment in time. So we're really excited about being able to, to, to reform those connections, which are are
0: fundamental to what we do. Sure, that's great. Maggie, what about you? Um,
2: well, we I'm, I'm speaking from the stance that we are open. So come and visit. Um, and I, I guess from a higher level, you can't talk about California's economy without really looking at wine. So support California wineries support people working in your communities and um yeah i think we're all just ready to get back to what is great about wine and food and i'm right there with you it's um it's why we all work in the wine industry and excited to inch back safely into what we all enjoy
0: great thank you and dan um no i'm just
3: thank you to all of the customers that have been supporting us I would say I mean it's gratifying and and just uh, you know seeing seeing the people still enjoying the wine and they can't wait to come back so we're we're trying um, I think we will figure out a way to do it safely for sure and it's you know wines a wine's a pretty safe safe product it's it's been in the bottle no one's really touched it. <laughs> it's, true. Uh, uh, we'll, 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 As alcohol, <laughs> exactly. Not, you know, <laughs> a lot of uh, so Yeah, good point. Sixty percent, but fourteen percent. I'm sure, like it stuns the virus at least. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, we just can't wait to kind of kind of get back and going. Um, and uh, we're starting, uh, and we'll see how it goes. Um, I'm sure things will be a little bit different, but I, I, I really believe we'll be able to to create you know a great a great uh, experience for people. Um, probably, maybe you know, it might be better. I mean, really, really, that's the one thing coming out of this is that it's pushing us to to think things a little bit differently. And when you, you get into a rut of doing the doing the, what we used to always do, um, this this is now gives us to come up with some better practices than maybe what we had. So yes,
1: necessity yeah. the mother of invention. Lots of Exactivity. creativity. Mm-hmm.
0: I know. I like that. And again, the silver lining of you know being in contact with more of your club members in a more intimate way um for um, all of us being able to connect with you on your social media channels and participate in tastings or cooking demos or whatever i mean we haven't had that before and people you know i i I get asked about this you know why do people love to go to wineries because they want to connect they want that in-person personal touch and you know we've been able to experience so much with winemakers and see behind the scenes this way that maybe a TV show like Mary and I used to do would show people, but now people can you know be at home and see behind the scenes and meet all of you, and I think that's a great thing. Yeah, those connections, they are remote, but they're real, and I think we're really enjoying that. So hopefully
1: that will stay stay with us after this. But um, I want to say a special thanks to all of you. Stephen Mirisu from Stephen Kent Winery and the Lineage Collection. Mm-hmm. Maggie Curry from Kendall Jackson Winery and the whole KJ family, Jackson Family Wines. Uh, Dan Lochteff from Wright Station Winery. Thank you very much for your honesty, for your insight. Um, we wish you good health, and uh, stay healthy, stay positive.
0: Right, and we look forward to visiting in real life, in person, sooner rather than later. And um, we also want to thank our listeners for tuning in to this edition of Sip, Sip, Hooray. And if you um, like what you're hearing, please subscribe on our website at sip, sip, com so you can get notified when new episodes drop. And follow us and tag us on social media at sip, sip, hooray, Podcast on the gram and on Facebook.
1: All right. Well, that's going to do it for us, you guys. Thanks again. Sip sip hooray and cheers
0: to all of you. Cheers, everybody. Thanks. <laughs>